Welcome to Calibration Station. Um, Gretchen, how would you like to introduce yourself to your audience? Hey, uh, I'm Gretchen Castle. I'm 21, currently studying music ed at the University of North Texas. Um, and I'm here because I marched with Brian in 2018, rookie season. Uh, I spent 2018 at the Oregon Crusaders as a backfield drum major, and then 2019 on with Spirit of Atlanta as their head drum major. Yeah, that's awesome. What is your opinion on your current life? Like, what do you think? Yeah, uh, man, I'm just trying to have as much fun as I possibly can. Like, that was the goal for, I don't know, at some point I just kind of woke up and I was like, whatever I can do to like just genuinely enjoy something out of every day, that's the mm -hmm. goal. Um, the past that I'm just hanging out, like I really am a pretty neutral person. So I don't know, having fun and just, I don't know, doing what I can, honestly, that sounds super like vague and positive, but no, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> Do you think there's anything that kind of influenced you to get to that point? Like, um, or you, like you said, you, you said you just woke up one day and you were like, yeah, I want to, I want to have fun. Like, was there any specific influence that got you there? I, like many other people, spent the whole summer at my parents' house with my parents and my oldest brother. And I feel like I was like, well, I can either just kind of be quiet the whole summer and like not share any of my thoughts or the things that I like with people, or I can just start saying things um, mm -hmm. and trying to make like connections. So I haven't spent that much time with any of my family members since I was like 18 and that oldest brother since I was like 14. Um, yeah. And so I figured that I would just find interests in new things and talk about them. Um, and then that was rewarding because then as normal people, they were like, cool, that's great. Let's talk about that. Um, and I just love people like period. And so I think I realized like, this is good. Let's do more of this. And so I've done it ever since. Yeah, for sure. Are you saying like that started in during like the COVID times or was this like even before that? Probably COVID. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally respect that because I, I wanted to, one of my reasons for making this podcast is so I could like figure out what was wrong with me. Not, not really in that sense, but I wanted to talk about like my problems. And one of my big problems is talking to my family. Like I have a, a hard time talking to them, but you know, it's pretty inspiring to just like hearing from you. I can just like come up with a new topic to talk about with them. Like it, yeah. I don't know. It's it's probably a lot easier than I think, you know? Yeah. But I went through the same thing. Like I wasn't super open. Like not that there was any barrier ever with my family. Um, yeah, yeah. But I just like didn't share things that I liked. And there's simple things like I like this music artist and that was enough to like have things go like take off. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> All right, cool. What? Okay. Next question. More of a, like a band question. Um, what was it like drum majoring at Oregon Crusaders? Um, was, oh, was, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah. Was that your first drum majoring experience? I did some in high school, but as far as like for real experience, that was it. You, you don't count high school? I guess I do. I don't mean to like invalidate my own experience. Um, yeah, I, so I'm from Texas. And so the like bands, at least in my area are massive. Uh, so I spent, I did the same pattern of one year backfield, one year head in high school. And the band there is like 250 people. Like it's the most stereotypical oh, wow. Texas high school band you would think of. Um, so I did it there and that was like 
a little bit, I guess compared to drum corps, it doesn't feel like that much, but as like a 16 and 17 year old, it was, mm -hmm. it was a big thing for me. Um, so I guess to talk about Oregon, I feel like I have to compare it to spirit. Um, so like I said, at Oregon, uh, I was the backfield drum major. I ran Met most of the day. Um, didn't come into it with any expectations. I just had no idea what to expect. And so I just showed up. Um, and in 2019, so as the new person going to Spirit, I totally figured that I would repeat the same thing I did at Oregon, where I would be backfield. I've only met. And that was fine with me. I was 19 at that time. Um, and so I knew that I had, well, I thought that I had more years. Um, and the other people mm -hmm. on my team were 21. So to me, it made total sense that I would just be backfield and I knew how to do that job. And I figured that I could use the season to get to know the core and the staff and the people. And like, I needed that. Mm -hmm. um, and that didn't happen. Uh, they put me as the head drum major, which was the most horrifying off season ever, um, <laughs> which is like, it was great, um, but I just didn't expect it. And I put a lot of pressure on myself, like a lot of people do, I know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so at that point, it was just a game of like, what can I take from my time at Oregon, which I just honestly spent listening. Like there are barely any comments made to me, which that's that's the gig, that's totally fine. Like as a drum major, hopefully no one will make any comment to you because that means you're doing something wrong. Um, but I feel like I just took what I learned and what I saw from Oregon um, and tried to apply it as quickly and directly as I could to spirit. Uh, yeah, which was basically just getting to know the people of the core as quickly and as authentically as possible, and also doing my job as perfectly as possible. And that's everyone's goal is to do your job well. Um, but it's just way more obvious when a drum major makes a mistake, whether you're running metronome or like calling the rehearsal. Yeah. So it's, there was the same principle both times. Um, but at Oregon, it was a lot more um, not carefree. It was lower stress for sure because I mm. knew how to run metronome and past that, it was just like having fun. Um, yeah. And at Spirit, there was a lot more like, I don't know, it was just, a, it was an uphill battle. Uh, mm. So why do you think they picked you for the head drum major at Spirit? Um, it is still a little bit of a mystery. I'm sure if I asked, they would tell me. Um, I don't know, I actually last week, like had a conversation with a staff member, uh, just kind of came up like organically. I ended up having like a heart to heart with him by accident. Um, but he just kind of explained that like, I guess me just wanting to do my job well translates to a lot of just their the, their jobs as the staff being easier. Cause whenever I see something that needs to get done, I just do it. Um, mm. And that's just like naturally been a part of who I am. And so I haven't really thought about it much, um, but I just care a lot about what I do. And I know that everyone does. And I guess it just translates in a very clear way for me i honestly don't know um i was i had experience somewhere else which didn't hurt um i don't know <laughs> that's fair that's fair were the other drum majors still like um were they also like first year not first year but like rookies to the drum majoring scene uh, or like drum majoring at spirit yeah um the people that we ended up marching with in the summer were both rookies to being drum majors, um, but they were four-year vets of the core, which was another interesting dynamic. Uh, uh, so they knew the core way better than I probably will ever, um, but they were new to doing drum major things and uh, probably didn't realize how different those two jobs were, like marching in a horn line versus being a drum major. So yeah. maybe that's that's why, because I had 
a little bit of experience. Like I was never on the front side of the field ever, um, but I watched it and I feel like all the watching and listening that I did in 2018 is the only way that I was able to stay afloat in 2019. Mm. Was it hard to kind of settle into that drum major role at Spirit? Um, <laughs> I think so. I just let, I let myself be really uncomfortable, like totally accept the discomfort and be like, this is weird for everybody. Like it's weird for the vets. Yeah. It's weird for me. It's weird for the staff because they don't know me. Um, and just realize that the people who made this choice were confident in it enough to make the choice for the entire core and all the staff that this person would be in this place. Uh, and so I just kind of leaned into this comfort and knew it was going to be weird and just tried to be as genuine as possible. And I don't know, like being super open about like, hey, I'm going to mess this up or like, this is a tradition that's weird for me in my place because I'm a rookie, but usually it's the head drum major who leads this. And so just being super real with them and asking questions yeah. of like, do you want me to be a part of this? What, as a vet, what's appropriate? Um, and I feel like they saw that early on and just knew that I was aware and asking questions is okay. Um, yeah. And I'd rather just ask and check with people instead of assuming. And I don't know, I also feel like the role just tumbles you super quickly because everything mm -hmm. that you do is seen all the time. Um, and so I feel like just coming in with that in mind and not assuming that I knew anything ever um, I don't know. I don't feel like I really ever like stepped on people's toes, at least like not often. Um, mm -hmm. cause I was just pretty careful about everything. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, I think like being honest about where you're at and just like how new you are to things is really, is a really good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially like you have those people at those, like the higher up staff that are backing you and like, they're sure that like, I don't know. It's just like a really good, um, I don't know, meshing of, I don't know where I was going with that, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I want to kind of talk about your college band experience. Yeah. Um, like, so like after you, you did drum corps, was, was it a weird transition from one to the other? Man, I honestly feel like UNT is such a weird case um, because there's, so many drum corps people here that we just don't really wow. talk about drum corps. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. So I guess uh, another like big pillar of my personality is that, or at least I'm trying to get there, is knowing what I want and just being comfortable getting it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I came in, did my rookie season, and then I came into the first fall marching band in my college. And I don't like marching clarinet. So that's how I got into being a drum major originally, is I was sick of doing that. And so I did another job. Um, so I came here and I learned that I could audition for cymbals instead of marching clarinet. And I just tried to do that and it worked out. So I've actually spent some of the first two years of college band marching cymbals and then this past fall uh, teaching the cymbal line. And that was definitely oh, the right awesome. move. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, and so I feel like putting myself in a drum line, like, uh, what's it called? like a drumline like friend group or like that was my first college experience was just being around like battery people. Um, yeah. Also keeping in mind that, so UNT is a big um, like Rennick drumming school. And so lots of uh, Vanguard and Troopers people come here. And so I came the fall of 2018. And so half the snare line had just come off like winning DCI, like on that drumline. So I feel like maybe that also heightened just 
don't know, people were excited to be there and really excited yeah, about drumming again. Um, but yeah, I feel like UNT is just such a special case. There's like a lot of DCI people. Um, it also is a pretty, pretty serious marching band um, as far mm -hmm. as like quality goes. And that definitely is a fight of coming from drum corps and having to like be on 24 seven and then just wanting to have fun. Um, but still being in a place that like expectations are high and yeah. Um, so it's definitely like a difficult thing as a member and like a staff person um, yeah. is finding a line of college band should be fun, but also we're trying to be good and it's fun to be good. So where do you, right, you know, how right. do you get there? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do like rotational shows or do you have one show throughout the semester? We do about three shows a year with the okay. new director we have. It's about like three full shows. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was in um Penn State's band for yeah. two years and we do like a we do a different show every home game. And I think we have like six or seven home games. So okay, it's be like, honest, how hard is that to learn? Because I don't feel like I can do that. How hard is it to learn? Oh, well, it wasn't it wasn't very hard for me because I like um I'm not too sure. I, I I'm pretty good at memorizing music. And mm -hmm. it's like um for my friends that were also on the symbol line, they're having a little bit more trouble than I was. Like, yeah. usually um, we learn, the, like, we memorize the show, like, the Friday before the football game, like, the day before the football <laughs> game. But um, we usually have, like, a Wednesday night drumline sectionals um, where it's just, like, the whole night is trying to memorize the music, trying to clean it, and, like, really put it in our hands. It's, like, an additional five hours of practice for the drum line because like all the other instruments don't have to memorize their music they have like their right. little uh, uh music holder on their instrument but yeah. um the drum line does yeah not, not but it, it, it's pretty like it, it can be stressful i can see how it can be stressful but um playing the cymbals is definitely the easiest role in the drum line <laughs> in my opinion and i was like i already have some cymbal playing experience so it wasn't it wasn't too bad for me. Um, one of the big differences, though, was like uh, for the blue band, the cymbal players use these cymbal stations. So we have like a hi-hat, like a ride cymbal and a craft cymbal, and we play with sticks on them during our halftime shows. And it's like... So neat. It's really, yeah, it's really unique and it's pretty cool. But that was like the hardest part for me, learning how to play drums, because I had yes. <laughs> I'd never played uh, with sticks before. And... Um, I had to audition for the blue band on like a snare part. Everyone had to play like snare pieces. Oh, wow. So I was like, I, I came off of um, OC. Like, I thought I was hot shit. Like, I just like <laughs> laid down the cymbal game. And like, like I the very next day, um, the Monday after DCI finals, I, I went to audition and I just shit the bed like really hard. Yeah. We had to, we had to learn two audition pieces and I learned like, half of one and I didn't even play the other one. So right. it was like, it was really terrible. <laughs> that but, is so interesting. Uh, at UNT, most of the cymbal line is usually cuts from the rest of the battery. So mm -hmm. it's a different different ball game of like people who have never touched cymbals before and having to like uh, catch them up on like how to play everything and then learning show music. Um, and then also just like the vibe of like, you want to play quads. But now, because like yeah, you know, yeah. so you're playing cymbals, um, so 
yeah, it's an interesting transition. Yeah, we, I totally felt that too at Penn State, but like, I think you guys are at a much higher level than us. Like, so it's probably a little more, uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, but I don't know. It's probably, it might be the same dynamic. I have no idea. <laughs> Me <laughs> <But> neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you something else about college. Yeah, did you do any leadership in college before you started teaching the symbols? No, it the symbol tech job is pretty much just kind of like hand passed down. Like it's usually a clear successor. Oh wow! Um, and so I just waited until the next guy got like we had to do it for three years here at UNT, and so I just waited for him to finish his third year, and then no one else went for the job, and so it was just me. Um, mm. But honestly, and this is probably me showing my lazy side. I just wanted to come back from drum corps where I did work all summer uh, yeah. and just to have fun and not have to do any like logistical work. I just wanted to play symbols or like teach symbols. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't even think about like going for drum major or trying to be a field tech or anything. I just wanted to have mm -hmm. fun. So was it weird going from spirit drum major to symbol player with like no, um, I guess you're just like a second year symbol player? Yeah, it was kind of weird going from being a head drum major and like running rehearsals to just being on the field again. Because um, mm -hmm. at this point I had opinions about like how to track the Met behind the battery or how to run a rehearsal. And I know that running a college rehearsal and running a drum corps rehearsal are two different planets. Um, but as much as it was like a relief just to show up to rehearsal and like play notes and learn do dots, um, it was a little weird to just remove myself from the situation and not have to worry about logistics and be okay with that. Like just be okay with not yeah, knowing yeah, anything. For sure. I, I kind of have a similar experience. Um, my second year of Penn State Blue Band, I was just like a normal cymbal player as well. But um, the summer before that, I, I taught Jersey Surf. So oh, I, I taught Jersey Surf cymbal line and then I went to become just like like a, a random cymbal player in the blue band yeah <laughs> and it was like it was such a crazy dynamic because i had like the respect of all the students at jersey surf and like all the staff they're all like uh, well i should kind of like track back um i did i, I taught jersey surf cymbal line for my age out like mm -hmm. I, I still could have marched but um i got the opportunity to teach and i was yeah. totally gonna do that because I, I thought um, it was going to be my last year of drum corps. And, and it was. But anyways, like, um, at first it was a little rocky because, like, nobody knew what to expect out of me. Like, I was just, like, a literal child hanging yes. with, like, some 30-year-olds. But it was, like, a after, like, the second week, they are like, okay, this guy kn knows what he's doing. And it's, like, the symbol line's starting to, like, kind of, like, conduct themselves in a proper manner that is, like, respectable. I think that's more of like the the kids that I was teaching like they they knew what they wanted to do and I was just there to like help them get there. Yes. That yeah, is that's yeah. exactly how I'm teaching an indoor line right now. And that is exactly how it goes and my yeah, job is it's, so it's easy cuz they just show up with ideas and they're happy to be there and they're so good and it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think our jobs as like the symbol tech is just to try to keep a positive environment for them to like to thrive but yeah i don't know where i went off like this tangent from i was saying something okay. about, um 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had like I had all the clout at Jersey Surf and then I went to Penn State and everyone just knew me as like this really goofy kid who just like he was just a goofball. Like there's there's nothing he wasn't good at particularly anything and like it, it was just really funny, but um I don't know, it was it was really hard to I, I wanted to be in a leadership position. Like um, just observing the the drumline that I was a part of, I, I wanted to make changes, but I wanted to do it without like like stepping on anyone's toes. I wanted to kind of just um, kind of change their minds without saying anything. I wanted to be like an example for them to how I think having fun in band should be, but. Um, yeah, it didn't really work out. <laughs> I mean, I, it was like a, it was really fun. Like I really liked that season, but um, looking back on it, I really wish I would have applied for some sort of leadership position. And that's probably like one of my bigger regrets um, in my current life. But as I move forward with what I'm doing, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find more leadership opportunities. And whenever one kind of like opens its door to me, then I'm going to take it like every single time. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to live with that regret of not knowing what could have been if I was in charge, you know? Yeah. So, that's hard. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been, I guess my mindset lately. I don't know. I can't say that. Cause like my mind always changes on like what I want, mm -hmm. but I want to ask you one of my favorite questions now, uh, Gretchen, what is your greatest strength in life? Yeah, in life. Okay. Um, I think my greatest strength in life is probably the way that I'm able to quickly and easily connect with people. Like, I find it super easy to make conversation with people and hopefully make them comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. That's the goal. I don't know if they're comfortable or not. Um, but I feel like that makes my life better because then I know more people and I have more people to talk to and it's just easier for me in general. Um, and maybe that's why like band has worked out for me because it's such a personal thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know where that came from. Maybe my mom, who's to say, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just love people and it's easy for me to talk to them and that makes everything else easier too. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I totally like, um, I feel the same way. Uh, I don't know if that's my greatest strength, but in 2018, like at United and then I went to OC, like. I wasn't exactly like a social person. I was more of just like a kind of have fun in my own circle thing. Yeah. And, but sense. like, I, yeah, I, um, there are people that I would observe that were just like really, uh, extroverted and just like, uh, for example, Marco on the baseline, I was like, yeah. holy crap, this guy has so <laughs> much charisma. Like, why can't I be best. like that? Yeah, exactly. So after that OC season, I, I joined the blue band like really on a whim. Like my friends just told me like, you should come audition, it'd be so funny. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I was just like this rookie who barely made it because like nobody in the drumline got cut. But I was like, I was saying like, hey, you did a great job today to like all of the, all of the guides and the, like the seniors, the upperclassmen. Yeah. It was just like a really good time. And like, after that, I realized that it doesn't really matter like how, how good I am at something as long as I like, as long as I'm having fun and getting other people to like have fun with me is what I find fun. So I'm going to do that. 
Yeah. So I, I can totally relate to your your uh, making connections with people quickly. I think that's become one of my my biggest strengths. Um, I'm gonna talk for a little bit longer. I don't I don't want to like take your time out. But, no, um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I joined grad school. I I got ex- I I don't know how to phrase this, but I joined grad school this past uh, fall semester, yeah. and pretty much everyone in my main core class was like new to Penn State. And I, I wanted to make some graduate friends because I knew there's just like, there's no way I was gonna be able to survive this class without them. So I, I it was really easy for me to just reach out and be like, hey, I'm from Penn State. I went here for undergrad. You, you guys wanna hang out and like work on homework together? And it was so easy to just, I have this gang of friends now and we hang out every Saturday. We play pickleball together. It's like, it's like really awesome. And for sure, there's no way that I could have like been able to pass the, ca- the class without them. Yeah. So it's, it's just really awesome. Like being able to make connections with people. And I think they enjoy it too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like starting that process or like just reaching out the first time sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. that's another, another big thing that I'm working on, like just as a person is, Knowing that starting something or like putting yourself out there the first time will suck and it will feel uncomfortable, um, but it's worth it in the end. So just making yourself right. do the first thing. Yeah. And I'm sure that's like going to be a lifelong thing and not just a 21 year old thing. Um, yeah, I felt that. For sure. I have a friend that um, she did, she has her own podcast. That's kind of how I got started. But uh, she she reached out to a hundred people like, once a day and she did it for a hundred days and i was like holy crap that's amazing i totally want to do that so i tried like calling my friends uh once a day just to see what like how they're doing and it, it was definitely hard at first like just having the balls to not balls but like yeah balls having like the guts to call someone be like hey man how are you doing but like Every person that I called would always be like, oh, it's such so great talking to you. So good hearing from you. Like, yeah, call me anytime. And um, I kind of stopped doing that just because like it, it became, I, I lost my phone for a week and I just like kind of fell out of the, the loop. But mm-hmm. I, that's definitely something I, I, I want to get back into. Just like the first step is always the hardest, like you said, but Right. I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to bring it up. (laughs) Do you have any proud moments of when you were, uh, I guess, in your life, like whether it's band related or just something else? Man, I guess I kind of spoiled it with the last, the last thought. Um, I don't know. Everyone has like things they want to do. And I've definitely gotten better at it, like as I've gotten older, but just, I knew I wanted to do drum corps. And I actually, try, I, uh, the whole thing began with me auditioning for Genesis on trumpet in 2017, which was just not, I, I don't, it was the wrong step. It was the wrong first step. Um, like that was not the vibe that I wanted. Like I'm not meant to be in a horn line and now I know that, but I don't know. I feel like just seeing that I wanted to do something and going downstairs and being like, Hey mom, I would like to do this thing. And it's drum corps. And that was just hard, but that opened up the door for everything else for me to do. Um, And also like having parents that she told me, she said, I have two older brothers. Um, 
She said, well, we've always let your older brothers try what they wanted to try. So we'll let you try this. And it was very much like, we don't know what this is. It doesn't sound like a great idea, um, but sure, you can go for it. Uh, and that's a good parent moment. Like, thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like just finding that courage, like as I was like 17, maybe to see something and like not really even know what I was getting myself into um, and just doing it anyways. Uh, that was good. And like, clearly I'm thankful for it because I wouldn't be here if I didn't do that. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had like one of those really awesome parent moments too. Um, when I first started drum corps, I was a freshman in high school. It was during like our, our indoor season. So I, I had uh, one fall season of band and my symbol tech was like, hey, you want to come up to Connecticut like every week and do drum corps? And I was like, mm, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll try it out. <laughs> And my parents are just like, oh, yeah, you should totally do this. Like, that'd be awesome. So I like I I, we just drove up to Connecticut for like five hours um, one way and then did band and came back every weekend and they were cool with it. So, yeah, yeah, that was that's really awesome. Just like supportive parents. Right. It's great. Do you know what you want to do with your your life, like what you want to do as a career? Right now, the goal is to like teach band in a school, like be a band director. Um, I feel like in the past couple months, I've maybe it's out of fear, like I'm getting close to getting to like that point of having a job and student teaching. Um, where if like I've opened up my mind and thought like, if I don't like it, then I'll just do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and like nothing has happened in my life to make me think that. Uh, like every time I go to teach, it's a good experience and I like doing it. Yeah, that's um, awesome. but for now, that's the, that's the plan. Hopefully get to teach in a school around here, um, and have fun, but yeah, it's getting to be close and I'm getting spooked, but I think that's normal. Like it'd be abnormal for me to feel totally comfortable going into something that I don't, I'm not comfortable with or I haven't done yet. Yeah, for sure. How did you know you wanted to be a band director? Um, in seventh grade, I realized that I could do that for a job and I could just Mm. teach band all day. And literally since then I was like, well, I guess I'll just do that. And if I stop liking that, then I'll just do something else. Uh, but I still like it. (laughs) And, and I happen to live my like hometowns like 40 minutes away from UNT. So super convenient and it's Mm -hmm. cheap to go here because I live in the state and state school. So, and I I picked the college the same exact way where I only auditioned and applied to UNT and figured if I hated it, I would be motivated to go somewhere else. Uh, I don't hate it. (laughs) That's awesome. Did teaching symbol lines kind of verify your, your passion for band directing? Um, I think it did because that's the only teaching experience I've had outside of like classes Mm -hmm. that are supposed to help you learn how to teach. Um, and I feel like also, this is probably important to mention, um, I feel like every either like leadership or role with like responsibility, I've either been too young and or too inexperienced. Um, and that applies to drum corps and also applies to my first teaching job. Um, like I started teaching indoor my first year of college 
I had no experience teaching anything anywhere. And my only experience yeah. with symbols was marching scholastic indoor. And the director just took a chance on me. Um, but he hadn't hired a symbol tech and he just let me try it out. Um, and so I feel like that also shapes a lot of the way that I think about teaching. Um, Cause I knew that I couldn't come in there as an 18 year old and like put my fist down and tell them that I knew everything. And I was like, yeah. that just clearly, a, that's not me, and B, that won't work. Like, that's just, period, won't work. Um, and so I think that I was just way forced, like, it made sense of my personality, but I was even more forced to think about personal connections and realizing that I don't know everything and taking ideas from the symbol line and just, I don't know, like, morphing them into ways that make sense in a show and being eyes from the front and just, I don't know, like, taking a... Mm -hmm. Taking a kind of a back seat, even though I'm still the one that's like driving the car. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that did, I don't know, it did, like every time I would go to teach, I'd be like, this is great. I love this. Um, even though I'm sure teaching like a sit down band is going to feel different. And that's like my only fear that's left is I love teaching indoor because it's creative and I'm running around. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that a real person job will feel a little bit different, but hopefully, hopefully not that different, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my my first season teaching band was also right out of um, it was the indoor season right out of high school, and mm -hmm. I was nineteen I think, yeah I wasn't much older than these guys, but it was it was like I I was a major asshole in my high school's band like because I I had all of this drum corps experience or DCA I don't know if you know what DCA is yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was with the Reading Buccaneers for my third year by then, and I just thought I was like really good. I was yeah. just really good, <laughs> which is like <laughs> that was so stupid. But um, I was so mean to my my high school staff uh, when I was a senior in high school, mm -hmm. and once I started teaching uh, my kids at my indoor program, um, I just realized how annoying it was to deal with people who were like, who had personalities that I had, mm -hmm. like it would have been terrible if I had to teach myself in high school. So after that, I realized like, no, this has got to stop like this toxicity, yeah. toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. This toxicity has to stop. And um, after that, like I was still like really goofy as a tech, like mm -hmm. I, I've just been like really goofy as a person throughout all of my band experience. Cause I just, it's more fun that way, <laughs> but um, you just, it's good to know who you are as a person and to take that with you. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like people want to know you as a human, no matter like what position you're in. Um, yeah. I feel like that's sure. good. Yeah, for sure. At, at Jersey surf, um, that, that was totally my vibe. Like I, I love the vibe at surf. Cause like I was the tech, but I, I didn't really, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It was it wasn't super professional. I don't think it was super professional, but like I still had the respect out of like everyone around me, you know. Yeah. But that makes yeah, sense. where was I going? I don't know where I was going with that. Uh -huh. but I, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh let's move on to the last question. Gretchen, do you have any advice for your listeners? Um Yeah, I don't feel like I'm in a position to give advice, but I'll I'll throw something out there anyways. Uh I don't know. I feel like being comfortable with what you want and just going for it. Um, and 
that's a hard thing, like, especially when there's consequences that come from that. And, you know, they might not be like super pleasant or at least like not in the moment. Um, but I just wish all the choices that I've made in the past like eight months, I wish I had made sooner um, because I made the choices and I was like, great, that was awesome. Like I cut 10 inches off my hair and then dyed it. And I wish that I'd done that eight months ago. Um, yeah, and it's just hard to like pull the trigger on things sometimes. Uh, I don't know, if you know you want something or you know you like something, just accept that and that's okay. As long as it's not yeah. like problematic or hurts people. Right, <laughs> no malicious intent. Yeah, <laughs> back to just having fun. Yeah, that's some great advice, Gretchen. So thanks a lot for being on the podcast. Uh, Dude, thanks for asking me. It. Yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of weird. It's either like people are like, yes, I want to be on the podcast. Totally. <laughs> or it's like, uh, I don't really, I don't want this to. Was, I mean, this is literally a part of that. I was like, oh, that seems kind of scary. But I was like, but it'd be fun. And I'd get to see Brian again. And why not? I don't know. Like, I can I can talk about band all day. And Yeah, play. yeah. So thanks for asking me. It's good. So um, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.